Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, it's a great day to have a great day. And today I get to interview my good friend, Jacob Riley, on this episode of God Talks. Go ahead and give Jacob a round of applause. Go thank Jacob. you, thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> All right, Jacob, why don't you give us a quick autobiography of your life and try to keep it under two minutes. Go ahead whenever you're ready. All right, here we go. Short, sweet, to the point. So um, again, I'm Jacob. I born and raised in the, the great state of Ohio, um, northeast part, small town um, to two wonderful parents. Um, and so throughout my entire life, um, and we'll chat probably more about this, but I was raised. Um, my mother took my brother and I to, to church growing up. So um, my dad kind of out of the picture in, in that part of, of our lives. He was raised going to like Catholic school and everything, but faith for him hasn't been like going to church, proclaiming, you know, Christianity and things like that. But um, I was raised going to, to church, you know, every Sunday, every Wednesday to, to youth group and everything. So that's a huge, huge part of my life. Um, and so throughout my, my life, that's kind of what a, a big portion of it centered around um, learning about this thing that we, we call Christianity and um, went, lived in the same town my entire life. And eventually, um, as I got closer to graduation, decided I wanted to, to go to college, um, not somewhere super far, um, but just a little bit of separation from small town. So um, I knew I didn't want to be there for, for super long, um, but moved over to, to Canton, Ohio, where I called Canton home for um, darn near 10 years of my life. Um, went to a, a small Christian school, studied Bible theology, uh, for a big part of my life, I wanted to continue um, working with the church in some capacity. Um, and for a, a lot of that time, um, doing music for a church was was what I really enjoyed doing and vibed with. Um, when I got to uh, school, realized that there was a, a lot more out there concerning religion and even Christianity that, you know, I was raised in a, a small community, uh, pretty conservative church, and was always told the, the answers to all the questions. And when I went to, to school and during my studies, realized there are a lot of different answers to those questions that I was, um, you know, asked growing up. Um, so that kind of shook me um, a lot and uh, went through definitely a period where I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to believe here. Like there's so many different options, even within this small vein of, of what we call Christianity. So for a while I said that, you know, I kind of went through this deconstruction phase of like, what do I even believe? What are the answers to, to the questions? And um, kind of walked away, um, not from believing in God or anything. Um, that was not something that ever completely left me, but walked away from the church for a little bit because I needed a break. Um, there was a lot of hurt and um, pain that I saw the church causing so many people and I just needed to take a little break, reset, and kind of figure this all out um, on my own. So um, 
went through, you know, figuring out what I believed. And um, eventually I met this wonderful, wonderful um, woman um, who is not from the state of Ohio, ironically. We got connected through a mutual friend. Um, and the history is is there um, with that. Like um, my now wife, uh, Joan, lives down in North Carolina. So I, I picked up and, and moved myself down here. Um, and I have the pleasure of calling her my wife as of almost a month ago. We got married um, at the, the end of May. And that is a, a quick, quick 50,000 foot view of who I am. And I'm sure we can dive into more of that down the road, Joey. Oh, absolutely. That was just incredible. Um, and by the way, congratulations. I know I've told you, I accidentally you. texted you on your honeymoon trying to get you on here. Um, so I hope that went well, other than yeah. people reaching out to you all the time. Um, it was great. Great, there's, great. There's so many questions I have written down already that I want to ask you. And there's so many different directions we could go. And there's things that I know you didn't hit on that yeah. were, were a big part of your, your life. And so I think this two-minute autobiography is cool in one aspect that you you have to pick and choose certain things to share with people to help them understand you. Mm-hmm. But then you can't you can't get to know anyone in two minutes. And I just remember, I think it's so cool when I first met you through Rooted. You were actually down in Florida, and then you came back, and you were pretty quiet. Honestly, you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't really talk much. But then as soon as you opened your mouth, I was like oh my goodness, this dude's one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Like (laughs) he actually knows what he's talking about. And then you never really talked about your education or anything. And then I started talking about going to seminary and someone said, Hey, you should talk to Jacob Riley. Like he, he went to school for theology. And I was like, are you kidding me? I've been in a group with this guy for five weeks now. And I didn't even know that. And so there's so many different aspects of your life that, people don't know about and and obviously it makes you who you are but I just think it's so fascinating you're such a a diverse person and you're one of the most genuinely nice people I've ever met in my life like I said we we met probably about a little over a year ago now and it was just instantly I felt your your positive energy and your love for all people right away and I just think it's pretty cool that I I just met you recently and I I feel like I'm closer with you than I am with people that I've known my whole life. Oh, so, well, thank you. You, you give me way too much credit, Joey. <laughs> I just want people to know what kind of, what kind of guy I'm dealing with here. Um, awesome. yeah. So before we get into your beliefs about God, I love to ask mm-hmm. everyone to give me a 60 second gospel. And this is just, what do you think Christianity is? And I ask everyone this because I think everyone has been exposed to Christianity in, in different aspects. And you've already hit on your experience with Christianity a little bit, but you you were raised in the church, but some people weren't. And so I think it's cool to kind of see and compare how the gospel is portrayed and received across different times and different people. So go ahead and give me that whenever you're ready. Yeah. So I think the biggest way that that I would sum up what the gospel is to me is it's it's this story of how God works in, cares for, and and loves His people. Um, and you know, it starts from from the the beginning. We see in Genesis, God, this all powerful, mighty um, being, you know, chooses to to create 
um, create a world, create um, humans. And then from that, it doesn't just go away throughout like the Old Testament, you know, there's story after story about how God um, is involved with, with his people. Um, and then, you know, we, we see this back and forth of, you know, the people not being obedient, the people walking away from God, but yet God doesn't just abandon, God continues to, to pursue. And we see this, you know, as we transition to, to the life of Jesus, how God is choosing to step into this world um, and be, be an example of love, be an example of, of caring, be an example of sacrifice. And to me, that's, that's the gospel, you know, a, a choice to, to step into, to care for, to love um, the creation that, that God um, chose to, to, to be a part of. So that's 60 seconds. We could talk about that for like forever, I feel like, though. Oh, absolutely. It's a loaded question. And that's yeah. what I meant it to be. You, just like the two-minute autobiography, you can't fit everything into these limited mm-hmm. time frames. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see what different people will choose to say in their their 60 seconds or whatever. And you had used some interesting words, such as God being powerful and talking about him choosing to create. And I think mm-hmm. that knowing you, you chose those words on purpose. And it's something that you know, you've thought about before, clearly. And so I think that's that's interesting. Um, well, I have so many questions, but first, I'd better just ask you this, because uh, this is what the whole podcast is about. Yeah. Um, so I ask everyone, do you believe in God? And then, yes, no, I don't know. And then just tell me why. Uh, yes, I, I believe in, in God. And obviously, when that's, yeah, like you said, it's a loaded question, but I do mm-hmm. choose to believe in God. And, and for me, that is... I, there's so much meaning that I feel like my life gains by, by choosing to, to believe in God. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we can dig into a bunch of different things there, but I think for me, choosing to, to believe in God means that there is, it, it just gives me a higher sense of purpose and, um, allows me to to build a worldview and to to build values around something that's been you know laid out for for thousands and thousands of years before me um but it just it gives me something to hope in it gives me something to fall back on when i might not have an answer myself um yeah so i guess that's a start to, to talking about that question. Absolutely. And I've talked to you about this before. I think I've had, I have a lot of the same questions that, that you've yeah. had and, and you've always been there to give me answers. And, and so I, I was super curious into how you were going to answer that question. Cause you could have chose so many <laughs> different routes. Um, and I think it's interesting that you said you choose to believe in God, just like you said, God chose to, to create the world. Yeah. And so going off that, you saying that you chose or you choose to believe in God, what kind of choice is it to you? Is it a 50-50 or is it what, like, how do you even come up with, okay, I could believe or I could not. What are the, the not just the, what do you gain from it? Because you talked about it gives you purpose, right. but what are the actual 
I don't want to say like arguments or, or evidence, but, but what is it in your head that is telling you God exists? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because how do we, you know, we think about God as this spiritual being, you know, that's one way to, to look at what or who God is. I mean, I can't look out the window that I'm staring out right now and see that, okay, there's, there's God, you know, walking down the, the road or there's God sitting over there on that person's front porch. Like, so when you can't see something, when you can't touch something, smell, you know, when you can't use your senses to, to come to a conclusion about something, it's like, man, what, what, what do I believe? But like, I look out the window and I see trees. I see, you know, this, this beautiful sky. We just had a, a big storm roll through and there's a lot of rain and thunder and rain. And, you know, I, I go to pretty awesome places. Like I was just in, in Hawaii and like, man, beautiful. You talk about beauty. You go to some of the places that I've gotten the opportunity to visit. It's just like, I feel like those things point me to to believing in something that's that's bigger than myself you know and yeah I think that there's just so much beauty um in the the physical world around us you know I I see so much beauty in in other humans and other people like there's got to be something behind it. And for me, I choose to, to say, like, that's, that's God working to create those things, to be in those things. So hopefully that answers your question a little bit there, Joey. Oh, absolutely. And that's so cool because that's what a lot of people I've talked to, not just mm -hmm. on this podcast, but just in general, talking to people. And they just say, you know what, it's, it's creation for them. And that's what ultimately leads them to God. And I think that is super cool. And that's very important. Obviously, that's, that's a way that a lot of people are able to see God's effects without actually, like you said, seeing him. And um, yeah. I did have a question um, that you already kind of hit on. Mm -hmm. I had it written down. But what what do you think God is? And you had mentioned a spirit or a being? Um, do you think he's a person? Like, what do you envision when you're praying to God? I think for like for a long, long time, you know, I've been a Christian since I can like remember <laughs> ever since I like first have memories. Like it's been something that has been a part of my life for, for so, so long. And it's it's interesting to see how God has like almost evolved or taken different forms throughout different parts of my life. Um like for a long time, um, God was just this, I don't, I feel like a lot of people envision God almost as like a Santa Claus-esque figure, like, hey, when I have a need or when I have something that I can't maybe do on my own, I'm going to ask this thing of this, this God, this powerful deity that um, might be able to, to help me. And but then that's kind of where things stop. Um, so like, I guess I, I see God now as, as someone, something that 
um, is yes, there for me to, to help me to, to care for me, because I, I feel like that's a, a desire that, that God has for, for all of this creation, every single person on, on this planet. Um, but I also know that there's so much to learn when I, I think about God, like, I am just this, this human that has very, very limited skills and capabilities. Um, but that doesn't mean I, I can't be, be better or can't grow in, in certain aspects. And I feel like I'm able to, to see God as, as a teacher as well. And, and someone that, um, wants to see the, the best for me and, you know, help me grow too. Wow. Again, an answer. I wasn't sure how you were going to respond. And so it's interesting. To hear. It probably will. It would change today, change tomorrow. Like, I feel like that's one of those things, um, you know, day in and day out. Some of some of these answers that that I have about who God is or, or how God's involved in, in creation in, in my life life and humanity like man it can change like like the wind blows often you know oh absolutely just like you said when when you question things and, and look into it and well then you gain different answers and yeah and so that's that is super cool but you had mentioned you're from a small town that's rootstown mm-hmm. right yes sir rootstown ohio wow so that is officially the city that i've interviewed well, town that I've interviewed the most people in because I have interviewed my aunt and then two cousins who are from Rootstown and then you are. So that's four. Right. I, I always forget that you're related to the the Carpenters. But I man, am. Yeah. In Rootstown on the map. I love it. Yeah. Everyone I know from Rootstown, just great people. So <laughs> it's incredible. What kind of church did you grow up going to? Yeah, so I um, grew up going to a, um, when I first started going there, um, it was a, a smaller Baptist church um, that a couple years after we, we landed there and called it home, um, it, it changed its, its denomination from Baptist to quote unquote non-denominational. Um, but I would, I would say that it kind of just changed its name rather than changed how it, it operated. It's, um, mm. it was a pretty small, pretty conservative in, in my view, conservative ch- church. So, yeah. Okay. So you talked about, so your dad didn't go to church with you. <laughs> Correct. Yep. Yeah. So my mom, um, when they got married, they, um, Neither of them were um, Christians, and so at some point um, in time, she realized, "Hey, I need to make some changes." And she decided to to start following Jesus and wanted to make sure that for uh, me and my brother, that was something that we um, were raised in and, and grew to know. And so, yeah, basically every Sunday, she. Um, oftentimes would have to drag me and my brother <laughs> to church with her. And, um, but yeah, there are very few Sundays where we didn't find ourselves in Sunday school and then at church and then throughout the week and involved in like youth group or, or other activities. 
I see. That's cool. Have, have you talked to your dad about why, what his beliefs are, why he didn't go to church or anything like that? Yeah, not as much. He's a pretty like surface level is probably not doing it a little bit of an injustice, but he's a pretty simple, like in the best way guy where he doesn't like overcomplicate things too much. Um, and so I'm sure being raised um, the way that he was has something to do with like, you know, he probably had some experiences that weren't the the best for him and, you know, turned him off to the, the whole Christianity thing. Um, but yeah, so we've had a little bit of, of conversations about just like faith and, and things. And he, I mean, some, one of the kindest guys that, that I'll ever know or ever have the chance to, to have a relationship with, he'd literally give not only the shirt off of his back to anyone, but I've, I've literally watched this man um, have a conversation with um, a homeless person on, on the, the side of the road. Then my dad, you know, goes and buys a couple bags of groceries and gives it to, to said person and like, man, so there's, that's what been something that's like been a little bit of a struggle for me internally of like, man, my dad might not outwardly profess that, Hey, I'm a Christian. Hey, I followed this, this guy named Jesus, but his actions are, you know, oftentimes shout Jesus <laughs> to me, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. And that's part of the reason I do this, this podcast. And it's really because I've met so many people who are not Christians or, or might not even believe in yeah. God. And they are some of the best people I've ever met in my life. And they are so loving. And, and like you said, they're more like Jesus than a lot of the Christians that I know. And then I've met a lot of Christians who obviously are great people. But then I've also met some who seem to be more hateful than, than those people who don't even believe in God. And so it's just so interesting to see how people's beliefs in God or, or in Christianity impact their life. And you had said, you had given some reasons, uh, mainly creation, for why you, you believe in God. But what makes you ultimately take the leap from believing in a higher power, a deity, to sure. Christianity? So I think for me, it, you boil it down pretty simply to that's where I find comfort, you know, comfort. Like, I was raised knowing this language. and going to to a, a christian church and like for me that that's what makes sense like it's a, a common language it's a familiarity that um helps me land there okay that's pretty cool so you just you grew up going to church it was something that you've always always known and then once you came to the conclusion that there is a deity, well, well, you have mm -hmm. Christianity. And so, yeah. okay, that's super cool. Um, you talked a little bit about you going to to Malone and getting into theology, and that actually kind of made you have more questions than answers. And what are some of the the doubts that you struggled with? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like the list could go on and on, but I feel like <laughs> some of the the common ones were like hey we have this this what seems like almost a 
incongruence um, between well, what I was raised to believe when it came to to science and and faith, and um, that was hard to to wrestle with and struggle with for a little while. Um, the the famous question that has been you know wrestled with by thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people way smarter than than me about how do we reconcile this idea that there is this all-powerful all-loving god and also so much evil and so much hurt and pain in in this world that's a a question that i feel like we could spend hours just yeah. <laughs> back and forth on and still come up very short um there's a lot of, you know, things when you study the the Bible a lot, especially in like an academic way, um, start realizing that, hey, there's some things here that are maybe incongruent with the rest of, of what we find in scripture. There's just a lot of back and forth on like um, just different stories, maybe not quote unquote, like lining up with other stories or there's a lot of you know parts of the um bible where some pretty crazy stuff that happens and you're like how do i how do i like line all of this up with what i have come to know about god um and then yeah i think just looking at at how much hurt that the the church itself, the you know, the hands and the feet of Jesus have caused so many people. It's it's hard to, you know, start really digging into a lot of those things and then saying, hey, this is a, a loving God and no matter what he's he's caring for his creation, you know, there's a lot to to wrestle there. And I think the more that I was learning and the more that I was um, being exposed to is like just having that realization like wow I thought I I knew all the answers I thought I knew how to respond to to every question and I feel like as I learned more I came to a place of like not knowing (laughs) more you know yeah Absolutely. Well, that's awesome that you gave me a couple of the doubts that you wrestled with. Now mm-hmm. you claim to be a Christian. So tell me yeah. why, in spite of those that, what are your answers to those questions? If someone said, Hey, I can't be a Christian because there's too much evil in the world. What would you say? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that's, that's something that that person is going to have to to wrestle with on their own. Like I'm, I feel like I, and one of the those people that are like, you know, I could say anything that I have up here in my mind, and it's it's not gonna convince someone to make a a choice or a decision. So, like for me, I guess I just share, you know, the experiences that I've had, and the um, you know, I'll sh- you know share parts of my my story with where I've. I've seen God work in, in my life. And for me, it really just boils down to like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this world that is not great. It's not wonderful. It really kind of just frankly sucks, but 
for me, this thing that, that we call Christianity, this thing that we call the gospel, for me, it's, it's just the most beautiful thing that I have ever heard of, or I have ever been told, you know, like for God, if we see God as all powerful, um, all knowing all of these things step into this world that's broken, this world that's hurting when, you know, the Lord didn't have to do that and not only step into the, the world, but, you know, make a sacrifice to, to save the people that often rejected him. Like that's pretty beautiful. You know, how many, how many people would, would we offer our lives up for? There probably aren't too many. Like I could probably count on my hands, maybe even one hand, (laughs) how many people I would actually offer my life up to save that our God did that for the entirety of creation. So it's pretty beautiful to me. Wow. That is a beautiful response. Very, very poetic, Jacob. Okay. So you kind of answered the question about the problem of evil when you talk about the beauty in the gospel. Uh, now I'm going to ask you about the apparent contradictions that you found while studying theology. And so, so how do you deal with that? Yeah. And so I think one, there's a couple of things that quickly come to mind about different reference points or, or stories that are similar, but, you know, just a little different. And like, I mean, you start off in Genesis where we've got two different accounts of of this creation story that um that you know they don't exactly line up there's there's differences there there's um it's just kind of odd that why would there be two different accounts of the same exact thing and then or you like look at the the gospels we've got you know four different gospels three of them are kind of similar you know they, they each tell some similar stories, you know, but then we've got this, this fourth gospel, the gospel of John, that's like way out in left field, different from the other ones. And, you know, I think um, kind of where I've landed and, and kind of what I've had to, you know, come to just, I guess, a consensus on is like, I'm okay with these differences for me, scripture, the Bible, isn't this like textbook, isn't, you know, here to be a a perfect history lesson or science textbook or anything like that. But like, really this, this book that so many Christians look to as an ultimate is just like it teaches me how I can do this thing we call life better you know I read about the the life of Jesus and see 
how this world is a, a better place because he was here and you know maybe he did this one miracle in this one place and healed this one person in a different place and the authors don't align on that but like when I read scripture like it's it's speaking to me in a way that then encourages me and prompts me to to be a better person to to love more to care more to to be a better husband a better son a better brother you know a better friend so I don't know I've just come to this place where I'm okay that there's some some things that I can't answer about the why when we look at scripture wow that that's awesome and it the same thing so many people have to face these contradictions and like you said everyone answers them differently so so the answer that suits me might not necessarily suit you and just like you said you're you can't convince someone else to believe because the answer that that you have to your question might not necessarily be enough for them and so i think it's just so cool i think it well yeah it's cool it's it's beautiful i think one of the things that i really appreciate um how like like Jewish rabbis look at scripture. So oftentimes you'll have Jewish rabbis that look at a passage of scripture and interpret it one way. And then another rabbi will interpret it another way and another one and another way. And like, if you put a group of, of rabbis in a room, there might be like five people in that room and they might have five different interpretations of of a passage of scripture and rather than them being focused on debating who is right they all appreciate and see and come to an understanding that wow that that's cool how you interpretate this or how that's cool how that affects you in your life and encourages you to to live in this way and I think so often and I was definitely in a, a a place like this at one point where if you didn't believe what I believed about a certain passage of scripture like you're wrong I'm right you need to believe what I believe and I think there's just we lose so much when we come to look at scripture with that mindset Cause like we could probably sit down, read a, a passage right now. And because of where you are in your life, because of where I am in my life, we would have different interpretations. And I think that's awesome because then it sheds some light to me of, Hey, maybe at some point that's going to be how I come to, you know, view how to, to take this. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that I've found frustrating about the church or Christians in, in the past is just this, this lack of, of freedom to have discussion. And I think we lose out on a lot when we, we do that. That's, that is super cool. And that's something that I've found just this past year at seminary, it is so cool because I'm learning from the, you know, these professors who have their PhD, some of the smartest people I've ever met. Yet at the same time, they ask for our interpretation of, of a verse or 
or of maybe one of the gospels in general. And they're not asking to be nice, but they're genuinely interested because they're wise enough to know that there isn't just one size fits all for an answer. You know, it's, there's multiple interpretations, multiple thoughts. And, and from that you have multiple different, different parties, you know, you got just within Christianity, so many different denominations. (laughs) And, you know, I think it's sad on one hand that the other, at the same time, it's also so cool to me that, Hey, we can both identify as a Christian and not agree on almost anything in the Bible other than one thing. Um, those those closed handed issues that ultimately make us a Christian. And that is just super cool to me. Um, but you have talked about the Bible and how while reading it, we could get a different interpretation depending on where we are in our life. Ultimately, what makes you believe the Bible is God's word? What does the Bible mean to you? even though it has these quote unquote contradictions, depending on who views it and if they're looking at it from an academic lens or trying to fit it into this genre of historical or biographical or whatever it is. So I guess to you, why do you believe the Bible's true? I think for me, I choose to spend time in, in the Bible because of what it does for me as a person, um, I get to to read stories about these these people that have been wrestling with questions that that I wrestle with, or I get to read about people who go through these experiences that shed light on how I can um, interact with with people around me. And for me, I think. It just, it changes me as a person, um, especially since I've really started to, to not just read this book for the, the info or the knowledge that um, I to, yeah, it, it just gives me purpose and perspective and yeah I think it just really has has changed me for for the good um since I've spent time really digesting what what there is in the the scriptures that's awesome that's super cool and obviously I know from personal experience that 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 is true um, some people don't, especially if you've never read the Bible or if you read it and you didn't necessarily think that it was God's word or you see these, like I said, quote unquote contradictions and think there's no way that this is God's word. Um, yeah. but you're just going back to the, the differing interpretations and how it affects different people at different times. And like I've already said, that's something that I think is fascinating. And so it's super cool to hear your thoughts on, on all of these different things. Um, and I have so many questions, Jacob, but before we move on to the final part of the interview, I'm just curious, um, you had mentioned the differing accounts of creation in Genesis one and, and two, um, mainly the order of creation, how it's different, whether man was made first or, or the an- plants, animals, whatever. Um, and I know I've obviously learned about the documentary hypothesis for the different authors and, and the the Torah, but how did you ultimately deal with, Hey, these are 
different, how can they both be right? Sure. I, I think where I kind of am at now is just like, they're telling different stories. Like they're, they're using the authors, whatever, whatever you choose to believe about who, who wrote what parts (laughs) of scripture, like they're just like giving you little like glimpses of, of just having a different purpose. Um, you know, I don't ultimately land on the, the creation accounts as, you know, black and white, this is exactly what happened with exactly, you know, these days and things like that. But I don't know, I think I just have grown to appreciate the mystery that we so often find with with a lot of scripture and just life in general and like you know mystery for for so long and so much of my life was just a a taboo thing or not always looked uh, upon in a a kind way but like I just think there's so much beauty in mystery and like who am I this you know feeble little human being on this this planet to say to God, this is right, you know, like there's so much mystery that I think I will never fully have an answer for or fully come to to know. I'm like, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. I, I was think, just gonna ask you that. So are, are you all right yeah, with that? <laughs> I am like it's a weird thing to be like, yeah, because for so long, I was one of those people that prided myself in knowing the right answer or being able to to defend what I believed. But like, there's just this freedom when I can say, you know, this is what I believe, but do I actually know? I don't and that's that's kind of okay because I think when we don't allow for some mystery like that's almost prideful in itself like that's me trying to define how God can work and who God is Mm. and like putting God in a box and I've had to for me, that's been something where I've had to check myself and recognize that when I was doing that, that was that was prideful, you know, saying that I knew all the the answers to all of those questions. That's that's a pretty prideful thing. So, yeah, I've come to I've come to appreciate. The mystery because I, I feel like I've used this word beauty a lot but <laughs> I think there is it, I, I'll just use it again there is this beauty in yeah, this no. mystery yeah so yeah I agree and that's awesome that is just such a, a great answer that like I said I appreciate you not saying hey I know the answer this is it it's not black and white like you said it's it's very gray very gray and 
it's so funny. I'm reading this book with some people right now, Letters from a Skeptic by, by Greg Boyd. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how free will plays a part into the, the evil in this world. And Greg doesn't believe that God is technically all-knowing because we have this free will, but that goes against everything that I've ever learned in church. We've always been taught God knows everything. You know, if something bad happens, it's God's mysterious will. And just challenging those beliefs that we grew up with is, I think it's important because ultimately it leads you to the truth. And like I, you've alluded to, you don't want to believe something that's not true. But at the, at the same time, you have to take a leap of faith in one direction. Because as you said, there's no way we will ever know whether or not 100% certain God exists or, or he doesn't because we can't see it with our eyes. And that, um, and of course, people would have different answers to that question about seeing the yeah. effects of God and just about truth in general. How do we know anything's true? Um, and so like, like you said, this could go, this conversation could go on and on forever. And there's millions of <laughs> millions of answers that people give that, yep. you know, and so I just think it's so cool, but we've talked a lot about creation and there's one question I love to ask everyone. And it's yeah. what is the big bang theory? And I ask this because both Christians and non-Christians use the big bang theory to defend their beliefs. And we've all learned about the big bang theory in school. Um, I couldn't tell you what it is, but I think it's funny that people on opposite sides use the same quote unquote evidence to defend their, their belief. And it's the same thing. So, so what do you think the big bang theory is? Yeah. Well, I love, and I'm, I'm assuming a little bit here, but I love the, the reason behind this question, because I really (laughs) think that and we've we've talked about this before about how especially for a lot of my life and in your life there's been this like this clash or this this confrontation between science and religion or faith Absolutely. and and I, I i so i love the the root of why you asked this question Dang um, it, you, you just saw right through me Come on. Hey, sorry. Right. It's only because we've had conversations about this before. But I think the Big Bang Theory, like, I mean, I'm no astrophysicist, but it's, wow, that's how a lot of people say existence, life, this this universe that we find ourselves in came to, came to be. Um, do I know the... Th- you know, exact science behind the theory. No, I'm not a, a scientist. Um, but I think going back to the root of the question, I have found that there's this intersectionality between science and and faith that for me give the uh, each one of them more meaning. Like I I don't necessarily think what science seeks to answer out is the same question that faith or religion seeks to answer out so like for me for me science likes to answer the question of of how whereas for me faith religion answers the question of why so Mm -hmm. 
I think when I boil it down, that's kind of where I land. Like my faith gives me a purpose to, to the why. And I mean, I love science. I feel like I could spend hours each day learning about something new and barely scratch the surface of all of the, the science that's out there. It's just so cool. Um, and I think, you know, since I've come to have that view of how science and faith work together, I think I've just, I, I feel like a happier person. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's just this, this beauty. Again, there's that word um, that each one kind of seeks to answer. And so that's where I'm at. Like, I don't see them as, as conflicting things. I, you know, can look out my window and science can tell me how this tree came into existence. And I can look out the same window at the same tree and my faith can give me some sort of, 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 of an answer to the why, I guess. Absolutely. That is so cool that you said that. I had, well, you and I have talked about it a bunch, but <laughs> so many people categorize you into these boxes. You're either a person yeah. of faith or you're a per- person of science. And like you said, I agree that they, they go hand in hand. It's not one or the other. It's both. Um, I also love science. I'm not a, a scientist in any aspect, but I think it's so cool. Um, but automatically, if, if you tell someone that you're a Christian, a, a lot of people just assume that you're not a person of science or you don't believe yeah. in science. And so that's super cool. But one of my cousins, I asked them a similar question and they literally said the exact same thing that you said. And it's so cool because they are not, they wouldn't classify themselves as a Christian mm-hmm. and yeah. they, they still have the same exact answer. So I think that's just fascinating. That is cool. Well, I mean, and I can't take credit, like every, every word that's come out of my mouth has been said in some way shape or form to me at some point in my life like yeah I yeah so but that's really awesome it is cool to to see people of different walks of life different stages of life you know that have gone through different experiences answer things in a a similar way it's just it's a cool thing it really is it definitely is and so another question I, I ask everyone is do you think that all religions lead to the same God Man, I don't really know, but that's that's one of those those beautiful mysteries I don't have an answer to. But I think that there is a lot of beauty in the different religions of this this planet. Like there's it's so hard for me to like say that someone that doesn't believe the exact same doctrines as i do you know these that that they're not you know making this world a better place and and you know submitting their their lives to to the same gods like i don't know but i i have heard it put in a way like this and i i find it pretty cool like i was I heard it said this way. So like, imagine yourself in as a squirrel in this 
forest of trees, each tree, you know, representing a different type of faith or a different religion. Like, if you're the squirrel in this forest, if something scares you, what are you going to do? You're going to run up the tree that's closest to you. If I'm that squirrel, Christianity for me is the tree that I'm closest to, because kind of like I said earlier, like this is the thing that I've been raised in. Like, if I'm scared, I'm going to run up this tree. And if you look up in the forest, you just see this canopy kind of representing God. And, you know, maybe a tree that's 50 yards away from me is a different faith leads to that same canopy, that canopy being comfort and shelter and protection from the scary thing. So like, I don't know, will I ever know? Who knows? But I think that there's people of all different religions or people that don't adhere to any religion that are doing some pretty awesome things that make this world a better place that spreading love and and care and helping tear down you know walls that that have been put up for for long long times so i don't know long long answer to say i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that long answer that's something that's like a metaphor i've never heard before that's super interesting so thank you for that um And another question I, I ask every single person that I get the chance to, to interview is what advice would you give to me at my age to help me live my best life? Oh, well, I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice to anyone. Um, oh, you things, are. Oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I think some things that that I do personally that have been really helpful for me that Hey, if if make someone else's life better, that's awesome. So I think some of the things that that I really enjoy doing and have been doing for a while or, or quotes that I've heard that have really been impactful for me are um, one, um, be a thankful person and practice gratitude. I don't even know how long this has been now. Um, but something that, um, basically since I've, I was doing this before I met Joan, um, my, my now wife, I love, I love being able to, to say that. Wow. I'm, I'm honored to be her husband, but, um, every night before we go to bed, we ask each other what we're thankful for. And we share one thing that we're thankful for, um, and honestly, I think that's really changed me as a person because when you practice gratitude, I don't know, I feel like my life has been much, much better since like actively practicing gratitude. Um, one of the things that when I was in high school, I worked at a, a Christian summer camp and I'll never forget this my director at the end of our training as we were getting ready to to jump into summer camp um he left our staff with this quote that really has 
stuck with me ever since. And I try to be mindful of, and he said that you're going to have different kids every week. Each one is going to be a little different. And, and he said, remember this, that comparison will rob you of your current joys. Mm. And you know how there's like times where people say things and it like it's a light bulb and like oh yeah almost like changes your life in an instant yeah that was definitely one of those moments wow and it stuck with me ever since like I can like vividly in my mind see him saying that to us Harrison wow. will rob you of your current joys he's right like Yep. So I try to I try to keep that at the forefront of my mind. Um, and yeah, so like, I don't know if that's really like advice, but those are things that like, I enjoy practicing or keeping in mind that have made me a better person. Wow, that's incredible. And I can see it because you are such a great person, someone I'm always excited to talk to. And I was so excited for this interview. And I asked you a ton of amazing questions, but I have so many more questions. So hopefully we're able to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, again we can, we can do this again. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate this so much, Jacob. I, I always love talking to you. And it's just, I'm so blessed that you were willing to come on here and, and talk yeah. to me. And so thank That's you so honor. much. Before we end, is there anything else you'd like to say? Any final remarks? No, man. Such a good time. This was great. I, like I said, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for, for what you're doing. I think that, that your, your willingness to just have conversations with people of all walks of life and all, all different places is, is wonderful and beneficial. And I wish more people were doing it. So thank you. Wow. Thank you, Jacob. You're too sweet. All right. Well, this is the end. As always, love one another. Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.